Derica. I'm Katie. I'm Justine. And we are your hosts, the Hearts to Homes team with Dwellings Michigan. And ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to spill the tea. Yes, girl. (laughs) We're going to be talking about everything from real estate, fashion trends, your gutters and roofs, as well as home decor trends. So stay tuned. Yeah, we are so excited to be here. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, make sure you tell your family and friends to follow us, find us, look us up. Welcome back to episode three of the Real Estate Tea Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Christopher Mudloff. Yay! Thank you. Hi, welcome, Chris. welcome. He's one of our preferred lenders that we use all the time. We trust him so much, and he is absolutely amazing. So today we are going to be talking about the pre-approval process. Um, I know a lot of people. Well, I should say. Some of my clients, when they hear that word pre-approval, it all of a sudden sends them into a little bit of a panic. So we're hoping to make the pre-approval process a little clearer and, you know, just kind of smooth over some nerves for some of my clients and get some more clarification on what the pre-approval process is. Um, So I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a good episode, guys. Yes. Welcome. Chris, (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we need a little bit of like backstory. What got you into mortgages? Just tell us about that stuff. I heard you live in Florida sometimes. So I go back and <laughs> forth. So um, I've been in the mortgage business now. This is my 23rd year. Got in in 2000. But after I finished at Michigan State, I moved to Florida. Mm. I was working for a golf club there. And there was an owner of a mortgage company that was recruiting a lot of people over. So my first job in the mortgage business, I was in compliance. First day I get handed files and they said find the fraud oh god wow i was like i don't even know what i'm looking at i have no (laughs) idea and they're like you'll find it just dig through and so i'm looking through files and it just jumps out it's pretty easy to spot and that's when we were using old paper files and these files were just stacked up and at that time i'd send a fax off to the mortgage broker and say all right you owe us two hundred thousand. you have five days to pay it and they'd call in a panic and we'd say find the buyer where are they because they would be gone. And so they usually were straw buyers at that time. Worked my way through the business, different companies. Um, I've been with Gold Star for the past 11, it'll be 12 years this year. Nice. Um, so we are a lender based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan and licensed nationwide. I'm personally licensed in four states, Michigan, okay. Illinois, Tennessee, and Florida. Um, but from my side, it's it's a fun challenge. Every single buyer is unique. And so that's where we want to paint that picture. And it's for every single person. And it's there are no two situations that are exactly the same. It doesn't matter. Husband and wife, I don't care. Their credit's going to be different. Their income's probably not going to be exactly the same unless they have the exact same job. So it's it's a fun challenge. And that's why I keep doing it. I think that's a lot like our, our ours too, because like n- no two transactions that I've done since I've been in this have been the same. Um, no two clients are the same, and I, I guess that's one of the things that I love is every day is different. Yes. So yeah. and every day is learning. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it is all about problem solving, like you said. It's a challenge and coming mm-hmm. together to work together and provide the dream home for our clients. Like it's very rewarding. Love that. The experience can be very easy though. And that's where, leading right back to what you're talking about, the pre-approval, I ask for all of the documents and we sort through it. 
and figure out this is what we need to give to underwriting because we may not need everything, but I'm going to ask for more than enough just so we can get that process through so we don't have to keep going back and asking and asking and asking. That's the tiring process when people have to keep sending stuff, which is why we say give it all in one shot, Mm -hmm. which is either taxes or W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements. We get all those documents. We evaluate what they can qualify for. And then also what's their comfort zone? Because they may qualify for a $400,000 house or X payment, but they only want to be at half of that. Right. And so that's where we want to try and fit their budget into a house, not a house into their budget. Some, it's the opposite. Yes. But it can be very easy. We want it to be fun. And we want them to know exactly what happened at the end of the transaction. So they're very well aware. And it it should be a fun experience instead of the horror stories that you hear some people talking about. Yeah. 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 I love that we're having you on really early in our podcast, I think episode three. Mm -hmm. Um, I I get asked this all the time about me doing their their lending part of it or their financing part of it. And even my mom and I had this conversation today because people don't know we are two separate parts Mm -hmm of this transaction. And I don't, realtors don't know social security numbers. We don't know what you make. We don't know your income. And people always assume that. So it's like, sometimes I feel like, well, maybe my friend didn't use me because she doesn't want me to know how much money she makes, but Mm -hmm. I will never know that because that's Chris's job. So just kind of throwing that out there that we are two separate moving parts to get you into your dream home. So, all right. So let's talk about the pre-approval process, Chris. So when we, when we do send our clients your way, I'm trying to explain and educate them that we are two separate entities and we want to match their heart to a home. Tell us what they need, what what credit score, documents, like what do they need to go through that pre-approval process? So on average, they need a minimum 580 credit score. We're going to need, if they are a W-2 employee, I'm going to be asking them for their last two years W-2s, two pay stubs, two bank statements, and their driver license. If they're self-employed, I need last two years tax returns along with the bank statements, and their driver's license. It's the twos. And that's it. It's not to be overcomplicated. Once I receive those documents, we'll do a soft pull on the credit. And now, just because of how credit prices tripled this year. And so it was $30 for one individual. Now it's 90 Wow. So we're trying to cut the cost down because at the end, the consumer pays in regards to we don't charge upfront to pull credit. Some companies do, we don't do that. But at the end, at closing, that's where that credit bill comes through. And I'm not gonna pass a soft pull because that cost me $5. Does not hit their credit score. It's just like when someone gets a credit card, they, the credit card offer in the mail. Oh. That company's done a soft pull. All they're doing is looking at the back end. So we'll do that, we'll look at and see. All right, do they qualify? Here you go. And it usually takes from the time I receive the documents about an hour. Wow. And then we're able to send them out, get back to you and say, all right, we've got the documents. They're ready to go. Nice. And it's pretty easy to do. It's just a matter of getting those documents from them. So can you explain, because I do have some clients that do, you know, worry that their credit will be, you know, Mm -hmm. hit hard or, you know, something's going to happen bad to their credit when you guys do the pre-approval. But can you explain to us what the difference is between a soft pull and a hard pull on their credit? So soft pull is not an application for financing. So when a hard pull, 
when someone has their credit pulled, it means they've applied for financing or they've applied for something. So if you're applying for a credit card, you go into a store, you apply, that's where the inquiry goes on the credit report. In this case, there is no inquiry that goes on the credit report. It's basically taking a back-end snapshot, gives us an idea of what's on their credit, what the estimated credit score is. So we can just see it. Fannie Mae is working on a pilot program to where we can actually run DU, which is the loan software, to get approvals, which that's a few months out, but that's still in the works because they know the costs on everything are going up. So soft pull is no impact on the credit score. We're looking at the back end of the credit. Hard pull is an application for credit, and that does hit their score. What is the impact, though? One to maybe two points. There's no impact, really. Now, if you have your credit pulled over and over and over again, that's when you're going to see it. And I see it a lot when people go shopping for cars, where it's, they go, you can see if they go all the way, you know, say they're going down Ann Arbor Road to every car dealer, <laughs> you're going to see all of those. And I'll say, why did you do that? Oh, well, you know, I wanted this one. Or car dealers at times work with different internal banks, and it may not fit the box there. And I'm bringing this up because this is what we see mm-hmm. on reports. I'll see, I'll see, just look down, we'll look at the inquiries, and we'll see all of those inquiries. And, and I'll say, okay, you were at this dealer, this dealer, this dealer, and this dealer, checking to see what you qualify for, where they should have told them at the very first dealer. That's where it really hits the score. Wow. That's crazy. You do have yeah. a window, though. Mm-hmm. So shopping lenders, you do have that 15-day window. 15 days. But again, okay. that's okay. good, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to knock that. you a point. So it's not really yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. And how long, and once they get that pre-approval in hand, how long is that pre-approval good for? Four months. Four months. Okay. Four months. Mm-hmm. Good. Four months. And we want, because that's how long the credit report is good for. So with that, we'll ask for updated documents, obviously ex- not expecting anything to change, not expecting job loss, not expecting jo- you know wages to go down. So taking a snapshot, expecting everything to remain constant moving forward. But it is good for four months. Good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Well, I know I have a lot of clients that need help with credit repair right now. So we're working with a really cool company um, that's offering credit repair, which we will be doing a podcast on that. So if you want to hear about if you need help with credit repair, we got you. Yes, (laughs) we do. There's, you know, a lot of rumors or, you know, everybody talks and some people think they know really, like we said about the pre-approval, they think that, you know, it's going to ruin their credit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know a lot of other people that we that we've talked to. Um, well, they're like, well, we don't have twenty percent down. I don't have twenty percent down. But is it true that you need twenty percent down to buy a house? Nope. And in Michigan, which is the largest or the biggest state for USDA or RD loans in the country, which you wouldn't think. I mean, I'll say the Dakotas. I would think there's more rural land there, but the most RD loans are done in the state of Michigan. 100% financing. Another cool thing with that, say the property's at 100000 and appraised at one hundred five. You can use that 5000 towards your closing costs. What? Really? Yeah, that's wow. on RD. First-time buyer's conventional loan, 3% down. FHA, 3.5, or VA, 100% financing. So worst case, you're looking 3.5%, mm-hmm. or best case, zero. Wow. 
So. Well, I like the best case. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to our veterans out there. Yes. VA vets. Where are you? Yeah. Those veterans yes. loans are amazing. And they deserve it. Yeah. They deserve it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, they do. Yeah. And I know this is going back a little ways, but you mentioned something that's really stuck in my head um, about, you know, that some of our clients can be pre-approved up to this month or this much, but it's all about where they feel comfortable because, you know, my, I had you know, family members of mine that they were pre-approved for way more than what they could afford and, you know, got themselves in a really sticky situation because, you know, their lender wasn't upfront with them. And that's why I think us as the Hearts to Homes team, we want to work with lenders mm-hmm. like you, Chris, who mm-hmm. are doing everything they can to to back the buyer and make sure that we're listening to their wants and their needs and not just, you know, oh, you're approved for half a million dollars. Like, you should do that. Even though they should only be paying a certain amount, like fifteen or 1200 yeah, or, yeah. you know, they go, oh, I want to go all the way up here. Yeah. Like, no, you don't want a $2,500 house note, you know? Yes, no. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that, that leads point. into, well, my friend bought and their payment is X. Everyone's situation is different. How much did they put down? What type of financing did they do? What was their credit score? What was their interest rate? Because if they bought two years ago, their rate was probably showing a two or a three, whereas now we're showing six. So that payment significantly has changed. Yes. And that's the hard explanation. Well, this is why. And it's the same thing for sellers looking to move. They're going, wait a second, I have a rate that's two or three and I'm going to be taking a 6% rate. Now I need to put more money down to get my payment down. But it still has to fit into their budget, regardless of what the price that they want. It's still The house still has to fit into their budget. And we have to take into consideration where tax is going to go to. Yes, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. Mm-hmm. Insurance is, is one that's going to move a little bit. Taxes, you're going to see the increase. And then... All right, you're owning a house. It is a big step. Are there repairs that, you know, maybe your landlord didn't have, didn't, you know, you didn't have to worry about because you had a landlord. However, you you own the house now. And that's the best part. Mm-hmm. Regardless yeah. of the repair, you own it, you're gaining equity, you're gaining wealth. Yes. And that's what we really want to show the wealth calculator, which is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> we could be here for hours yeah, talking I about know. this, which is like we already said, well, we already got to have Chris come back yeah, because yeah, today too. we're kind of just touching on, you know, some basic you know, pre-approval, getting people started. Um, Obviously, we know what's taken place in the last year um, is interest rates. Mm -hmm. And so I I just want to ask you, like, maybe explaining a little bit to some of our listeners out here the difference in their buying power now. It's it's changed dramatically for some people. So we've really seen buyers that say we're qualified at 200. Now they're down in the lower hundreds or 400. They're down in the lower 300s just because where rates have gone. Now, two months ago where we were seeing everything starting with the seven touching eights, now we're looking less and it is starting to improve. But what's that gonna do? Because as you had higher rates, it was, or or as rates were lower, prices were going up. Now you started to see the tilt where you're gonna see prices come down a little bit, nothing significant, just because of buyer affordability. Now you have seen, depending on the buyer, it could be fifty dollars to $100,000 in affordability just based on that doubling of interest rate. Wow. And that's significant. It is. It is. That's great. Yeah. You, you do see, I mean, even seeing homes come back on the market just because, you know, they were once able to afford mm-hmm. and then they're back on the market due to 
the change in that. So I think it's really important for us to all be aware on, on those um, those hikes and interest rates are kind of what they're doing. But how I'm explaining it to consumers now is if you're happy with this house, you're happy with the payment, take it because you're going to start building the equity. And that's where your wealth is going to come in because as rates come down, their equity position is only going to go up because you're going to start seeing prices go back up again. It's just we're sitting at that tipping point right now where you have rates at their peak and hopefully we've come off of the peak. But then you had your somewhat softening of prices because people needed to to budge a little bit. So I just say, if you're happy with it, take it. And then you're just going to take advantage of a lower rate down the road, which we know is going to happen. It's just not a matter of if, it's when. And then they're just gaining wealth and gaining equity. Yeah, we've tried to explain that to some people too, but you know, um, they listen to their friends sometimes more than they listen to the professionals mm-hmm. and <laughs> trying to get them to understand you could just refinance when it does change, yeah. but yeah. get your house. If that's your dream home, don't wait. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on right. that. Yeah. But you know something, in, and I'm just looking at a stat right here. If you go all the way back to 2004, the average interest rate, 6.15%. Wow. So you're going back... 19 years and your average rate 6.15 percent wow 19 years so wow (laughs) can we go back to 19 years for gas or like clothes food yeah i'm still trying to figure out how we got where we are with food my gosh my gosh i got like two things in my bag it's like 50 bucks like what (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's way off topic no but it is it's interesting though too because i mean coming out of i mean there's a lot of crazy things that happened during covid and people were so set on those very low interest rates. And so, I mean, yes, six, seven, eight percent is high, but still it's not it hasn't been the record high that we've mm-hmm. seen. Like this is more, I don't want to say normal, but like, you know, I mean go co- back nineteen yep. years. Right. Yeah. 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 So yes. I think it just was kind of a shell shock for people. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) Shell shock for people coming out of COVID because they were just getting so used to those, you know, record low interest rates. I'm I'm honestly like, and, you know, people are probably going to be mad when I'm about to say what I'm about to say, but it's Uh okay. I'm not mad about it, though, because, like, I mean, some of my people that could not compete with $50,000, $100,000, appraisal guarantees, cash money, like – now they can get a house. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? It's balanced and it's made things a little more affordable for the average person. Mm-hmm. You know? So don't be mad at me. Yeah. I ain't mad at you if you got money like that, but I'm just saying. I know. Is there a money tree that was hiding that? People <laughs> Shake it over about. my way. What? <laughs> <laughs> we need a vacation, right, Katie? Right. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> to Florida. I mean, Paul, you said right. Palm Beach. So, oh, Chris, you got to talk to us about a few of those places. Get some hot spots, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. I need a vacation home Spill to purchase. Spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to talk second homes. That's that's something where Fannie Mae got pretty creative last year, starting in April of 2022. They raised the premium on second homes and investment properties, trying to spur primary ownership. So if you're going to buy a second home or an investment property, there's a significant add-on to the price for the rate, not the rate itself, because you can only go so high in rate, but the price for the rate. So they're saying, hey, if you're going to buy, you're going to pay up. Because they're trying to promote home ownership because as we were just having a simple discussion earlier was there aren't enough homes for people that are looking. There's still a shortage. Just had a conversation last night with, I won't say who or where or whatever, but they were saying how their community is being all converted to rental properties mm-hmm. and it's not giving people the chance 
to purchase homes. And now they want to sell their home because they feel like their whole neighborhood is like rental properties. Yeah. They said, what, 14 rentals on, on their, their street. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, wow. That is crazy. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's, that's a huge change. Mm -hmm. Huge. Wow. That's kind of like my street, too. I have a lot of rentals on my street. You do? Yeah. In my neighborhood. I don't know how many, but <laughs> I know yeah. I have a lot. So, have you known? I mean, have you lived in in your current house for long? Uh, twelve or eleven years. Okay. So, has um, have you noticed that shift? Yes. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's in like kind of the back neighborhood, but I mean, they were selling, and now they're all renting for like seventeen hundred a month, which is insane. Wow. Well, all you renters out there, wow. give us a call. Let us try to help yeah. you out. I mean, I know even being self-employed and um, Chris touched on that for a hot second, but being self-employed entrepreneur of 20 plus years, it's extremely hard to get a house. But to know now that self-employed people, because there's so many now mm -hmm. that are self-employed, you can do it with two years of taxes and whatever, you know, like that is hope. And I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs hopefully listening to this. Mm -hmm. Give us a call. We can get you into a house. You do not need to continue to rent. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. First time home buyers or, you know, even if you don't, you might not have all that down payment, you know, you resources present, out there. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So yeah. we can, there's so many options out there. And I think that people don't know. And just to kind of help educate and, and show them what their options are, we got you. Well, and you have down payment assistance programs, forgivable and non-forgivable. I'm going to put that out there because some of them are non-forgivable. But if you're building the wealth, you'll get the money to pay it back, whether it's through equity when you refinance or sell the property. But at least you got in. So, and it didn't cost you anything. It didn't cost you anything extra. So it got you into the property. That is a must. We've already said that that's one of our topics that we want to bring you back mm -hmm. for is down payment assistance. Um mm -hmm. Because I feel that everybody is worthy of a home. And if you need a little assistance, let's get it for you. So we definitely yes. have to yes. book another date to come back. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yes. And what you were going to ask a closing fi final big whammy. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, predictions. What do you Woo -woo. predict for market interest rates? What are kind of your predictions? So we're expecting and I was just on. Chris stays up earlier. to date. Yeah. We're expecting. So the Fed is raising rates, which we already know, which when you hear Fed's raising rates, that's short-term rates. That's home equity lines, that's car loans, and credit cards. It is not long-term mortgage rates. But once they raise, what will happen long-term? They'll start to come back down. So throughout the year, we're going to see rates come back down. We'll see prices stabilize. As those rates come down and start to really push down, that's when we'll see the, the home prices go back up. So... We're expecting now about second quarter, obviously not first. Right now, we're kind of in, still in the roller coaster of rates bouncing around. Second quarter of the year, we're going to start to see rates come down. By third quarter, we should start to see stuff with a five. The end of the year, we're expecting stuff to settle down in the lower fives. And that's where we'll also start to see prices go back up. And that's where not just my prediction, but I'm just looking at different experts that we were on a webinar with today and that's their full prediction as well okay right. come on come on buyers yeah. let's do this yeah. can i ask a bonus question for chris <laughs> I just want but hold on oh don't, oh got more don't wait though yes. if you're gonna yeah. wait yeah. for rates to come down you're gonna miss the boat yes. because like i said as rates come down price are gonna go up you'll miss that, yes. that window there mm -hmm. yep 
So the difference in rate versus the price, you're going to lose out. That's right. Yeah. So don't wait. You heard it right here first. Yeah. I actually, Spill the tea. I, yeah. <laughs> I was just spilling the tea to some clients earlier today. Like, <laughs> now's the time. <laughs> so you just, yeah, yeah. Okay, bonus question. This is not, this was not in your notes, so I'm sorry. Um, but what <laughs> well, is, a lot of this I don't think was in his oh, notes. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> He's been right on it, though. Yeah, he has been. It's been impressive. Um, but what is one piece of advice that you could give to a buyer right now in this market, whether they're a first-time buyer or don't wait approval. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't count. One piece of advice: <laughs> yes. pay your bills on time. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's look. You have credit. Everything's. I mean, if you don't have anything on credit, report your electric bill. You can self-report it. Pay it on time. If you're younger and your parents want to put you on a credit card, great. Just don't let them give you the card. You're as an authorized user. It's going to build credit. Pay bills on time. The biggest mistake we see is people, oh, I know, I went late. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal because it affects you for a long time. Yeah, Ex- that's great. Especially those Victoria's Secret, Kohl's, uh, <laughs> Target. <Big Lots. laughs> Target. Is there a difference in how it affects you, whether it's a credit card yes. or a Macy's card? So revolving debt, which is a credit card, you have the ability to control the balance, which that has a bigger impact on how high, or not how high, but how fast your score is going to move up and down. Whereas an installment debt, a mortgage, a car loan, those are fixed payments. There's an end term to those. So the credit companies know, okay, this is this bill is going to end on this day. A revolving card, those have the biggest impact. So you want to keep your balance low, no more than 30% of the limit. Use the card, pay it down or pay it off. Don't close them. Even if you've had them 20 years, don't close them because you're cutting a lifeline off. Well, I noticed JCPenney has cut mine off, yeah. though. There, is the company still in business? They are. I just haven't mm-hmm. used them in so long that I think after I stopped shopping there and then I didn't use them, they just mm-hmm. decided upon themselves to close. They're like, do you want to open a mate? No. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm also wondering how many people are checking their balances right now. I know. <laughs> that was real good, though. 30%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. The biggest rule. So 30% excellent, 50 good, over 50 it starts to pull the score down. Mm. Okay. So you want to keep those balances or less, if you can get them to 30% or less, you're going to build great credit. Does it, you know, I, does it negatively affect you if like, if your balances are a zero on your credit cards? No, but you'll want to keep an eye on it because if you become a ghost and you're not using it all, you could just get rid of your credit score. So you need to have some lifeline of credit. And that's the thing is we'll see some people who have just vacated credit altogether. Oh, I don't want bills. I got in trouble years ago. I don't believe in credit. Well, we have no pulse on you anymore. Credit score is like a debt ratio, which is like a report card, which is like a spending habit. And we can see, hey, how good is this person? It's like putting a bowl of candy in front of a kid. Well, are they great? They're not going to touch it. Are they okay? They're grabbing one piece. Are they bad? They took the whole bowl. Well, it's like credit. Did they touch the card? Did they spend a little on it? Or did they just use the whole thing? And that's where the credit score goes. Wow. That was, that was a good question. That, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Good bonus question. Yeah. yeah, that's a bonus bonus. <laughs> I love the bonuses. I mean, that was like, I mean, because that was Lots huge. of nuggets. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, because I know 
speaking personally, those, you know, Victoria's Secret cards and all that stuff. So we wasn't asking for our friends. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Friends and myself. I just busted myself and didn't even know it. But I just remember, you know, I'm not going to mention names, Brittany, um, but she opened a card and I was hey, like, just your sister yeah, out of I, bus. Just said, I love you. Me, I love you, girl. I love you. Me, but, me. you know, she, she was like, I was just not going to be, I was like, no, I'll open my card. I'm not going to spend as much as she We did. wanted the rewards, though. Yes. See, that's how they got us. Yes, they did get us. <laughs> And I promise Spend so myself, much, you get a reward. Yeah, uh, I was not going to be that person, and I was that person. So, yes. But you got a reward of a 30% interest rate credit card. Welcome to the <laughs> Right. Some reward, right? Yeah, they're not worth it. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. Well, this was great. This was awesome. Yeah. yeah we Again, we're going to book another date with Chris. I hope you guys, everybody, all you tuning in, um, learned a lot. We are two separate entities. Call us for the fun real estate find a home and we'll hook you up with Chris, who is going to have the fun with getting you into your dream home. Yeah. And if you have any questions for Chris, please, you know, like we've said before, message us, contact us. And we'll definitely, I mean, when Chris comes on, if we have any questions or whatever, we'll, we'll make sure they're answered for you. Yeah. Yes. And please send us all your, 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 your you, responses and how you guys felt about today's uh, podcast so we can make sure that we give the positive feedback because we know it'll be positive, right? Positive feedback over to Chris, too. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Justin's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs>